right, great. Good morning, you all. How are you today? I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're, you're a lot of you are doing things this morning. I'm thankful for that. I want to spend just a moment because we're talking about All Saints Day today. And you just, we just sang a great old English hymn about the saints of God. Now, you just sang it, so do you know what the end of that hymn said? What did it say? Are all the saints just people of old, people who have lived long ago, or who are also the saints? Yes? Us. That's right. Us. We're the saints. Now, why are we, why are we saints? Is it because we feel like we're saints? No. Is it because we act like saints? Sometimes we try, right? But, but sometimes we don't, right? Do you know that most of the grown-ups in this room, most of the time, don't feel like they're saints? Hmm. But the Bible says that they are. Do you know why the Bible says that they're saints and you and I are saints? Because God has made us saints. Now let me tell you real quick how he did that. Okay? He did it by when we were baptized, he placed his Holy Spirit inside us in our baptism. In fact, we're going to, at the next service, we're going to have three baptisms. Little babies, right? Little babies being baptized. And when we baptize them, when Father Stan baptizes them this morning, God's Holy Spirit is going to go inside them. And guess what God's Holy Spirit makes them? God's Holy Spirit makes them saints. But you see, so many people get it confused and think that we have to do something to become a saint. No. What you have to do is you have to, to, to say that you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. And then you have to be baptized. And that's what makes you a saint. But it's just crazy. I'm just going to tell you it's crazy, especially how us grown-ups, me included, we still think that there's something we got to do to make us a saint. There's not. There's nothing we can do. It's already been done by Jesus. Now, what can we do? We can try and live the way a saint's supposed to live. We're already a saint, though, but we can try and live that way. Not in order to earn something, but just because that's what a saint does. They live a certain way. And so, as you think about saints today, and as you have already, Bodhi, said that we're saints, then give thanks. Give thanks. Jesus, thank you. I didn't deserve it. I didn't do anything to earn it. And you've made me a saint. And so now by the power of your Holy Spirit, let me live that way. And some days I'm going to follow that, and some days I'm not. Even the bishop, there are days, believe me, ask my wife. There's days that I don't act very much like a saint, but it doesn't mean that every day I can't come and ask God to forgive me and also to let his Holy Spirit come and let me be the saint 
that he's made me to be. You all are great. Why don't you go forth wherever you're going next? Okay, grab a packet, okay? Those, those who are grabbing packets. If you want to, to color. Well, again, as I said this morning, uh, good morning, saints. It is actually my custom everywhere I go in all the parishes throughout uh, the diocese. That's the way I greet people on Sunday morning. Good morning, saints. Not just on All Saints Sunday, but all the time, because it is what the Bible has called us. We are his saints. And as I said to the children, there are most of the times in our life that we just don't feel like it. We don't, we don't know that, that, we, that we should have that title. And if you live that way sometimes, or if you think sometimes that, that you shouldn't have that title, there's, there's, there's a complaint department, okay? There's a complaint department for you to complain about the fact that you don't think you deserve that title. Do you know where that complaint department is? God, go ahead and complain to him all you want. Lord, I don't think I'm a saint. I don't feel like a saint. A saint is those people who, who, who in fact, we lift up and, 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 and admire, and, and uh, that's a saint. But take your complaints to God because he's the one that says you are. He's the one that says I am, even on the days I don't feel like it. Even on the days that I don't act like it. It's his doing in us, through our baptism, in what Jesus did on the cross. Do you, do you, do you, for those of you who have studied your, your Bibles, you know that uh, the Old Testament, we have a lot of heroes in the Old Testament, a lot of heroes. Have you ever wondered why there aren't any saints in the Old Testament? Now, Hebrews, Hebrews, the letter of Hebrews, talks about the great cloud of witnesses and saints gathered throughout the generations. But, there's, but, but, but we don't have any day that we remember Saint Abraham. We don't have any day that we remember Saint Moses. We don't have any day that we remember Saint Ezekiel. Why? Is it because they weren't those who were serving God, desiring to, to, to serve God? No. Or, or was it if, because we actually started making application, let's say, let's say, you know, Lord, Ezekiel needs to be a saint. Or Noah needs to be a saint. Well, we could do that. Noah, who was the last righteous man on earth, the Bible says, was also drunk a lot of the time. And I know this is probably imagery you don't want in church, but he, the Bible says he was drunk and naked. Really? The image of a saint? Abraham, the forefather of the faith, let other men walk off with his wife. In fact, on two different occasions. Isaac, who was nearly killed by his father, talked his wife into concealing their marriage. Moses, the humblest man on the face of the earth, according to Numbers, 
had a very serious problem with his temper. Jeremiah, the great prophet, was actually depressed most of the time. Now, that's not why we don't call them saints. The reason why we don't necessarily call them saints and why we do call in the New Testament and in New Testament times the saints of God because the saints of God are, in fact, those whom God has come and redeemed and redeemed in our, us in our baptism and restored us back to himself. Now, we believe, if we read Hebrews and others, that, that, the, that the great men and women of, of, of the Old Testament, they're going to be with us in heaven. But we don't call them saints. God calls you a saint. God calls me a saint. You know, what we hear is we hear over and over again in, in, in the New Testament that God places this in us and then what we do is we live into that reality and some days we don't do that very well. Some days I feel like a complete failure at living into the reality of what God has done in my life and for me. Maybe you feel like that failure on some days. It doesn't change who God has named you, a saint. He does give us in his New Testament over and over again the things that we need to understand and, 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 and perhaps uh, uh, live into as, as saints. It, in our gospel lesson today, you hear it very clearly. Blessed are, are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you, and this is the bishop paraphrasing, and just be patient with me. Blessed are you when, when you are poor in spirit, when you humble yourself before God. Do you know what the opposite of poor in spirit is? Puffed up in spirit. That we think we know better than God. That we try to make us God, is that not what Adam and Eve did? They liked everything up until a certain point, and they say, you know what? We're going to do our own thing. We're going to go our own way. They were puffed up in spirit. God says, but blessed are the poor. Poor in spirit, for guess what? Theirs is going to be the kingdom of God, heaven. Spiritual poverty, the Bible says. Spiritual poverty in our hearts and souls actually creates a space for dependence on God. When we live a life where we, where we say, I'm not... I desire not to be puffed up in my spirit, Lord. I desire to be poor in my spirit toward you. It leaves a space where we have to depend on God. I pray every day and have for decades for revival to come. To come in our churches, to come in this city. I pray for revival to come. You know what I have concluded? That revival will not come until God's people 
get to the end of themselves. Until we, poor in spirit, say, Lord, I'm completely dependent on you. And it's true in our own individual lives, believe me. If you've been wrestling or fighting with God for a long time about something, let go. Let go. Let God come and just minister to you and, and heal and restore. But you've got to humble yourself to do that. You've got to let go of what Adam and Eve were not willing to do. They were not letting, they would not let go of control. And it's the biggest spiritual challenge we have in our lives. I know I do. I want to control it. I want to control my life. I, I want to control other lives. We all want that. God says, let go. Paul, throughout the New Testament, says to us, that there's a pattern of life we can live, that we can learn why this sainthood can live itself out in us. In Ephesians, in Jesus, you and I have obtained an inheritance. That inheritance was predestined according to the purpose of Jesus, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So that you and I, who were the firstborn to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. You see, one, one of the reasons why God named us saints was not, was not for us, it was for his glory. In Jesus, Paul says, you have heard the word of truth. When you heard the word of truth and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you heard the gospel of salvation, when you believed in Jesus, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And Paul goes on. The promised Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance to the praise of his glory. But it's only in Jesus it's only in Jesus. It's only us being, Paul says over and over again that we have to be in Jesus. God working in us because Jesus is in us. God working through us because Jesus is in us. But it is God working because Jesus is in us. I wanna close with one of my favorite stories from C.S. Lewis. One of C.S. Lewis's small books is entitled Paralandra. Paralandra is the story of an unfallen planet. We live in a fallen planet after the Garden of Eden. This is an unfallen planet. It's, it, it never has fallen yet. God saves this world, this particular world in Paralandra, from falling through the very ordinary and very human Christian named Ransom. Paralandra is about the incarnational reality of a believer's life. God in us, in spite of the broken vessels that we are. 
towards the end of the story, Adam and Eve in this world have never fallen. And they ascend at the end of the story to their rightful thrones. Ransom gazing up at them, sitting on their thrones. Suddenly realizing that the part he had in helping them, this royal couple, helping them overcome the tempter in the garden. He is overwhelmed and he begins to fall to his knees. At this point in the story, Ransom hears an angel, Malachandra. The angel speaks to him and says, be comforted, Ransom. None of this is actually doing of yours. Be comforted, small one. Be comforted in your smallness. God lays no merit on you. Just receive and be glad. Have no fear, lest your shoulders be bearing the world. In this beautiful story, Lewis basically says to us, being a saint is realizing our smallness before God, before a holy and living God, our smallness. And yet even in our smallness, he embraces and holds us and brings us close to himself. The saints we celebrate in a little while, uh, there's, there's going to be two readers who are going to be saying names of saints. The saints we celebrate, they may have done great things. But what's more important is they did those great things out of a well of humility and a realization of their smallness before God. Lord Jesus, I, I, I thank you. I thank you for the witness of your saints both in this room and throughout the ages. And Lord, something in us still so desires to earn, to earn, to earn our sainthood. So I pray, Lord, that today you release every single one of us from that burden to realize that you and you alone have named us your saints. And to that we give you the glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.